0: Blue moon. you saw me standing low. welcome to the man city show it's Nigel Rothman back in the chair and it's five domestic titles on the spin for manchester city business as usual at wembley uh, a fantastic magnificent kit that we all loved uh, so what else are we going to talk about apart from all of that well i've got three guests The amazing, the wonderful, good friend of mine, Stuart Brodkin, wearing a Lancashire County Cricket Club shirt.
1: Thank you. Hello.
0: (laughs) Also, welcome to A View from a Blue, Stephen Allwise. Hello. And back from a long vacation, Dave Hodgson.
2: It's good to be back. Where have you been? Here, there, everywhere. Richard Dunn.
0: Yeah. Well, Richard Dunn's (laughs) with us. Very good. Uh, An irrelevant friendly or the first
1: chance to win some silverware of the season, Stuart? The latter. I mean, we're always out for silverware and, uh, you know, winning's a habit, as Pep says. And I think it was a much more intense game than a friendly. Uh, I think the two sets of fans were very keen to win. We would have been happy to win. They, would, they were only happy if they did win, so thankfully we did. We well, were one or two odd performances in the game, but later maybe.
0: Sure. Uh Stephen? Uh, it, it, because it was City Liverpool, because of the rivalry, because of last season, sort of you know one point in it, it was hyped up. So it's still it's still just a friendly though, isn't it? At the end of the day, are you in, are you, you're you're in the friendly category, aren't you? Surely? Very much so. Um, it was a
3: competitive friendly in the sense that it, it's probably as good as you can get at this stage of the season to to see where you're at and and to see how prepared the team are. Um, But it was a friendly and and I disagree actually with all of City's marketing last season that it was the formidables because we shouldn't be counting this as a trophy. Um, But as Stuart says, winning's a a habit and it's one that Pep clearly just instills into the players and and you can see how happy they were at the end of the game. But ultimately it it counts for nothing and the, the only purpose is that it prepares us for the first game against West Ham.
0: Can we learn any lessons at all from it, Dave, do you think, at all? Is there anything we can learn from a a game like that, particularly other than it's a practice game, match fitness, all that sort of stuff?
2: I'd say so, yeah. I mean, I buy into the idea that it's a friendly, but it's ultimately quite a useful one. It's one where, um, you know, particularly given who we were playing and who manages the team we were playing, it's always going to be a battle of wits. Pep and Klopp will always set out for a win and to try some tactical experimentation, it was a good test for our players against an intense Liverpool team who press hard. We were able, I thought, to better adapt our tactics to sort of nullify some of their threats, particularly from their full And I think from, from that point, it was quite a competitive game and it prepared us well for some of the tactical manoeuvres we're going to have to do against better, the better sides, especially in the Champions League.
0: So let's talk about some of the performances. Um, can we start with Rodri, who's kind of we've seen a bit pre-season. Your thoughts on him generally as a player, as, a, as an asset? Clearly, we've been in the market for a, some sort of cover for Fernandinho. We've talked about that for a couple of years now. Uh, I think he's, what, 23 and Fernandinho is 20, uh, 34. So uh, your thoughts on him as an acquisition?
2: He seems composed. He seems reasonably good on the ball. Seemed to. He was a little ruffled at first, but seemed to ease into the game quite well. Um, I think the the main thing. I mean, it's too early to really say how he's going to adapt. So early in, he's big. He's got some height. We've not had height in midfield pretty much since Torre went. So having that again looked useful, particularly when there were aerial duels. I think that's going to be a, a very useful comp, uh, component for us. I think. We,
3: yeah, it's, it's far too early to to judge or give give a real opinion on him. What you'd say is that position is so important for us that Pep will have only committed to somebody who he genuinely thinks either has the ability now or he can coach to become the new Fernandinho. Um, you, you think we've probably tried to to look for a couple of seasons maybe at who we can bring in and we've been linked with Jorginho and Fred and, and, Ver, and Dombele who's now gone to Spurs and various others and you think Pep hasn't gone for them or... or we weren't prepared to pay a certain price. With Rodri, we we got it done quite early in the window, which I think was a sign of pep going. I like him. I want him. Bring him in for pre-season. Let me work with him for a few weeks. And we're lucky in that Fernandinho's not finished yet. Of course, he's come back late from from his international games, but Rodri's not going to be thrown in and expected to play all. 38 Premier League games. He's going to be eased in, probably like Bernardo was in his first season. Mm. And you'd still expect Fernandinho to play the big games, but it's a chance for Rodri just to to learn about that position and what Pep wants and what the Premier League's like without being forced to to play every match.
0: I mean, it's the one position we've
1: talked about, isn't it? Stuart, for Absolutely, a couple of yeah. seasons,
0: you must be pleased with him. Yeah, th- a
1: player of his quality. He looks an intelligent player. He is an intelligent person. Um, He got hustled off the ball a few times early on. I think that La Liga doesn't... Is he from La Liga? Yeah, Uh, of course. Um, He got hustled off the ball a few times early on. The rough and tumble of the Premier League, which this was a Premier League sort of intensity, uh, sort of, he wasn't really expecting that, I don't think. But as the game grew, grew on, he grew with the game. Uh, He'll be a great asset, I think. In Can about we... three years, he'll be taken over from
0: Fernandinho. Can we talk about Sane as well, Stephen? I mean, we'll come, we'll come on to the transfer window in, in in a minute, but just in terms of... His injury, first of all, um, and how significant... I, I, I don't think we've heard very much of how serious He seemed to walk up the Wembley steps all right and, and so on. So maybe it's not as bad as we first thought. But him as an individual, your, your thoughts around the whole Sane stories and, and he's clearly unsettled, he hasn't signed a contract, Bayern are clearly after him. his £125 million, I mean, all sorts of things going on. Your, your thoughts and reflections about Sane?
1: Yeah,
3: I, it looks at this stage as if he's going to be going um there's been too much noise or or too many stories leaked that he's close and he wants to go and Bayern have done this and that for it not to um look as if it's going to go over the line um if he really wanted to stay with City he'd have signed his contract extension and and there wouldn't be any of these talks um but for a German player I'm sure the the attraction and the lure of going to Bayern is is a strong one. and you, you can, to a degree, understand that. I think it'd be a shame for him, as a player who does have a lot of potential and lots of ability, playing at a club like City with a manager who you know, will push and push and push him to be the best version of Sane that he can be. It'd be a shame if Sane didn't respond to that. But you look at someone like Sterling and how he's reacted to Pep's coaching over the last couple of seasons, and he's become a much more all-round, mature player, clinical player, Sane isn't that and there are so many times you watch Sane and think he's got ability, he's got potential but he's not learning and he's not really kicked on I don't think in, in the way that he should have done or, or the way that pretty much every other player in the City squad has improved significantly under Pep and Sane hasn't and for some reason Pep hasn't been able to get through to Sane about the work rate and about the team ship and the unity and, and playing as one. And, you know, I, I don't think Pet would be hugely upset if Sane left. I think it would leave us short in that position and, and whether or not we dip into the, the transfer window with what remains of it. Um, but it looks at this point
0: as if Sane will move. It will be a huge loss, although, as Stephen implies, there's, there's always been that sort of attitude from him you seems that the head goes down and, and he and he doesn't seem to sort of have the same sort of work ethic maybe as some of the other some of his teammates your, your thoughts on that don't you?
2: yeah he seems to be an odd fit sometimes to the sort of character of the squad in that he he's got sort of de Bruyne's petulance without that sort of steely desire to you know to push on um you know that often characterizes why de Bruyne is such a driving force for us um he he does seem to have some kind of sang froid, as we saw against Liverpool where he puts that fantastic finish away in hyper high pressure environment. And in those moments he can be very good, but he doesn't seem to respond to Pep's methods as well as others. You know, the extended period he was out of the squad, we saw that. I was hoping he'd kick on from Liverpool game. We haven't really seen that. And it's a lot of money they're offering. Let's be honest. It is a lot of money they're offering. And if there's doubts in Guardiola's mind that Either this can be unlocked from him, or he's the one to do it. I'm sure there's plenty of other candidates we could look at with that sort of amount of money knocking around who can take the opportunity with both hands and become, you know, a stellar wide, wide
1: player under under Guardiola's tutelage. For the price that Bayern being quoted, I mean, he's not anywhere near the finished article. It's a it's a ridiculous price even in today's market. He's immature. I think his head's been turned by probably by his agent. He's never actually asked to go, according to Pep, who said that they were close to signing a deal with him a few months ago, but nothing's happened since and it's gone downhill since. I don't want him to go. I think he's potentially a world-class player. He's not at the moment. You wouldn't pay that sort of money for for anybody other than a world-class player. So Bayern Munich, obviously, if they want him and they want to pay that sort of money, we should take it if he wants to go. But I'm not convinced he wants to go. I think he's been manipulated by his agent. His head may have been turned by... Every single Bayern player from the past, the present, future has said, oh, he's great fit, you know, he must come to Bayern. And they've behaved in a, in a disgraceful manner. If we'd have done the same about another player we'd have been censured, as you
0: know. Of course, that aside, I mean, picking up Stephen's point about yeah. the fact that it'd be difficult to replace, you said you're obviously sorry to see him go. Yeah. But, but what about replacing him? That, that does leave a bit of a gap, doesn't it? There
1: aren't too many candidates, that, candidates out there with the, the, the transfer window closes for us on Thursday. So yep. it would be a huge loss. I mean, he hasn't played that many games and Pep won't guarantee him games. Maybe he's gone to Pep and said, look, I want to play 30 games a season. Pep's not that sort of guy. So... It's a big loss if he goes.
3: In, t- in terms of numbers and wingers and, and where that would leave us, I think you you look at um, kind of Mares, Bernardo, and Sterling would be the three obvious candidates to play out wide, all of whom are probably happier on the right wing. Bernardo, we saw last season how phenomenally he was in midfield, in the centre, when we missed De Bruyne for lots of the season. You know, Sterling can play on the left and, and has done that job, but tends to cut in whereas Sane and Sterling on the wings give us that width as well so I think it it would it would leave us short um and I'm sure if Sane did go they've had enough time to think who could we bring in at short notice whether they've got kind of moves already underfoot for that potentially interesting one and and I'm not sure whether I believe this is could you get someone like Bale on loan maybe for the season Mm. You heard, Real, it, you heard it here first. Real Madrid aren't going to play him. Zidane doesn't want him.
0: Is that a reality, Stephen? Do you think that's a possibility? Um,
3: I mean, what does Bale do? Because if he doesn't, if he stays, if he stays at Real, he's he's not going to play. We're probably not going to sign him for the money that Real would want. You know, does he just sit around and, and do nothing for a season or half a season until January? He's, the route, the move to to China, has fallen through. So, you know. I, I don't see that happening, but it's a short-term option, potentially. Mm -hmm.
0: Gives us something to think about. Tell us what you think. Uh, We're on Twitter, as you know. We're at City Podcast. You heard it here first from Stephen Allwise, a view from a blue. Awesome. Uh, Can I come back to you, Stuart, Just, just, just briefly, just some performances that caught the eye yesterday yeah, can, can I just start the back with Bravo who in his first season thing, yeah. was a bit of a laughing stock to be honest you know didn't didn't adapt well sure he, he's great with his feet he can distribute the ball but actually he actually, there were some great saves wasn't there
1: he should have been man of the match clearly I mean De Bruyne did very little in my opinion but um, Bravo hadn't played since the last Community Shield game and he was just at his absolute best yesterday and he's a, he's a pretty good shot stopper and he saved a penalty so you know sure. you can't ask for any more from a goalkeeper that hasn't played for a year
0: and kdb a lot of people i think i think the tv gave him man of the match it's
1: his first no, no he way. had a lot
0: of injuries last year good to yeah. see him playing almost 90 minutes still
1: didn't was, impress you particularly i was disappointed because he had played pretty well in the you know the tour game really
0: what disappointed you
1: i don't think he was 100% right yesterday his, his passing was a little bit out and when his passing's out it's out He's the best passer of the ball that we've got, long passes anyway. And he didn't get through with too many. Uh, I don't think he had a good game.
0: And who else caught your eye then? Any Gunnigan
1: idea? looked like he'd never played before. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what he was trying to do when You're... he came on. He did absolutely nothing. Every time he passed the ball, it went to one of their players. Uh, thankfully, he scored a penalty. He's a great penalty taker, so Pep got it right. And we seem, to, we seem to it's be getting good
0: penalties. at pens, don't we? That's a, I, I, I don't know what the statistics are I think it's whether it Four, five, six penalty shootout Victories on the trot or something um, but, but five solid penalties to, to, to win the trophy It's a, a good effort Five excellent penalties
2: I think excellent penalties is perhaps um, Overstating the role of our players And understating the incompetence of Liverpool's goalkeeper on the day I think Zinchenko's penalty was very poor And he was very lucky to get away with that And you could also argue um, you know, Jesus' penalty was you know, savable height, not right in the corner, and you know, on a different day, a different performance from Alisson, maybe those get saved. But that said, you think Aguero, De Bruyne, David Silva, you probably have all of those taking a penalty normally. I think he'd stand up for it. I think you know, senior player, he you know, he'd, he'd, fancy, he'd fancy his chances. And you know, we have some of the players you maybe wouldn't expect so much taking a penalty the Stockport so Iniesta, yeah, Foden, yeah. I think because he looks 14, you kind of go, you know, why is, he, why is he taking this? Is he going to crumble under the pressure? Of course he's not. That, he he's, seems to have the maturity of someone so much older.
0: Says the man, Dave Hodgson, looks 18. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think on that... I'll st- take it as a compliment. Also, may I just say that we, we took penalties at their end and they were, you know, whistling and booing and whatever, you know. So we, we had a lot of pressure on us at that point.
0: And I hesitate to ask the question, but I will, and we'll move on from, from this pre-season friendly. But the booing of the National Anthem, Stuart, you were there? Was it, was it really obvious? Was it? Yeah, you, absolutely. What, what, yeah. How, how, but I'm assuming the City fans were singing or was there an element of City we, fans doing it as well? No, no, no,
1: no we booed them booing the National Anthem. <laughs> so you didn't know who was booing what? No, no, they believe that Thatcher didn't help them out during the is Hillsborough. That what is what all about? All that crap. I don't know. They're a victim FC, aren't they?
0: They are. And we're a victim podcast as well. We're going to take a break. Welcome back. Let's talk, gentlemen, please, about sort of transfer deadline day, which as you said is coming up this week, Thursday this week. Can we kind of just talk about kind of transfers in and out first? Uh, we, we can't say many more words without mentioning the great Vincent company and we, we wish him well obviously underlecked. How big a miss is he? We obviously did go after a certain player who's ended up just outside Manchester for eighty odd million, I believe, the deal's been done. So Clearly, Pep was thinking, still thinking before the transfer window. Do, are we still looking for a replacement there, or have we got enough ammunition with our current
1: squad? I think we've got enough ammo in that area. currently um, is a bigger miss than Sane would be. I think a lot bigger. To so why it's but I mean, he, that, he was a great. So he needs replacing. That influence surely. off the. Off and on the field. Sorry. So he needs
0: replacing then in that case. If he's, if well, he's a big I don't miss, know. I'm not sure. I, don't I think, what Stephen, th- think. I think Stephen thinks he, he is going to be a big miss. We need another centre back, Stephen. I'd, I'd have thought so. Yeah,
3: really? you look at. Yeah, obviously he'll be a miss in the dressing room. Off the pitch, yeah. he's a huge character. Um, on the pitch, he played quite a lot of games for the fourth centre back. Um,
1: Thirteen in the Premier League.
3: But all the cup games as well. Yeah, yeah, We're going to hopefully be doing what we did last season, compete in four competitions. Um, Laporte stayed injury-free all season, which was huge because he was in brilliant form. Stones, Otamendi and Laporte as, as three senior centre-backs are great. We're one injury away from looking quite thin on the ground because you can say um, Eric Garcia can can do a job as he did in the, the couple of cup games you're not really going to rely on him for for much more than that this season fernandinho will i presume drop back for a couple of games and and maybe matches where you anticipate we'll have almost all the possession he'll he'll start as center back but move forward but again that's not an option you really want to rely on all year so we there's a couple of options there but you are only a Stones, Otamendi or, or Laporte Injury away I think from looking quite thin on the ground
0: So does that mean, well, I don't know which Camp you're in, we've got two different views here Does that mean that by Thursday we need another centre Back or, or, or not?
2: I don't think it necessarily does Largely because I don't see who's out there I would have personally broken the bank for De Ligt. I think he is the real Deal and I think he's one of the few Players who if not now Certainly soon would offer the level of leadership That we've had from Vincent Company. Um. The thing is, we've got a few options we can use. You know, Walker can play there. I think Rodri can also play at centre half. We've got Fernandinho can play there. Garcia, who you know looks like he's got potential, whether that's at centre back or holding midfield. But the main thing that needs to be replaced in Company is the captain. And it's interesting that you know it seems to be a bit more fluid at the moment as to who the captain is yeah. going to be. Mm. Company has held that role down either in in name or in substance for a good 10 years let's be honest and I think that's going to be the big miss if we start to have a blip in form who's going to be the one who pulls the dressing room back in the way that company always did
0: okay what about uh, I'll just mention in passing and Delph off to Everton we obviously wish him well a couple of seasons ago did a fantastic job for us at fullback less so last season but uh, we wish him well at Everton um, no other really notable departures, I guess. So we should really just talk a little bit more about Angelino coming back in, and your a bit thoughts on about him.
1: He didn't look very good in the in the games I saw on tour. Um, of course, he didn't play yesterday. You I think
0: thought... Sinchenko still ahead of him? I thought Sinchenko at...
1: was poor yesterday. He got his angles all wrong against Salah, but I think he's a good player.
3: Angelino's an interesting
1: one. The cynical side of
3: me thinks he's a very cheap option to replace Delph as a homegrown player because of, of how he came through at City. Um, and he can fill in at left-back and, and he's very happy bombing forward. The flip side is he's he's had a couple of really, really impressive years in, in the Netherlands. And with PSV, I think he was in the um, Eredivisie team of the season. Um, and as you know, to anyone who's watched him for in the last couple of years, I think they've been massively impressed. So, you know, he's, there's ability there... I don't see him playing a huge role for us. I think he'll he'll be more of a cup fill-in player. Um, so, do yeah. you see?
0: Sorry to interrupt. Did you see Zinchenko then I think as Zinchenko's our first? Choice.
3: Obviously, our first yeah. choice. If and me- even when even when Mendy comes if when Mendy gets fit, that's a different question. And yeah. if he stays fit, I think Mendy, Mendy if he's fit is the first choice. Sure. Zinchenko has proven a very capable backup. And again, back to the Sane point from earlier, the type of character who will be coached and is. You know Pep is able to work on him and is is probably open to ideas and, and improving. Um, so I'd, I don't see Angelino featuring a huge amount, but you know, be, be nice if he did.
0: Okay, thoughts at fullback because uh, everything been said. I think uh, we've got we've got Sinjenko to to, to start with, and then uh, it's about Mendy when he comes back and, and Angelino almost third choice there. Then by the sounds of things,
2: I think I think probably. I mean, again, we'll have to have been conscious of the fact that. Delph have had such a good season at left-back and then completely tanked the following season. And I'm sure it's playing in a few people's minds that Zinchenko could do the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, Mendy, the fact that he's been persevered with through you know, basically two years of injury and some um, off-field behaviour, which um, Pep has been quite right to criticise, you know, he there's clearly something there. There's clearly something that Pep sees is worth working through. And hopefully he can kick on because in the games he's played, he showed he was a real use, um, a really useful player, particularly going forward. And if we are losing Sane, he'll give us that width down the left that we need. Angelino, I don't really know, but let's see.
1: Stuart. Just a stat about Zinchenko. He's never lost a Premier League game. True, yeah. Keep him in the team. All right.
0: Uh, We will. We'll tell Pat. Uh, What about other targets there? So we've got uh, Cancelo, who we're kind of linked with and have been for, for some time anybody got a view on obviously we've only got a few days to go it seems to be that this is looking very likely we've strengthened in every other area it's the one area with on the right side of course with walker we don't seem to have a natural replacement for him is cancello seems a sensible option doesn't it and, and seems like a deal could be done before thursday that's how i read it
2: i believe it's expected to happen in the next 24 hours um Cancelo is an interesting player. I'd say I've heard him compared to Dani Alves a few times. He's quite attack-minded, um, certainly bombs up and down the flanks well. Um, you know, he's spent the last couple of years in Serie A with Inter and Juventus, um, and for some reason or other, um, you know, Juventus have decided that it's not, um, they're not going to keep, you know, that he could he could move on. Uh, Barcelona were also linked with him, which shows the calibre of player we're talking about. I think it's good that we have someone we can go to if Walker loses form, as he did last season. Um, you know, for whatever reason, it's not quite worked with Danilo. I'm hoping Cancelo will give us that bit more edge, and particularly if we get Mendy back as well. Having those two bombing fullbacks could be a very good thing for us.
0: What else are we hoping for then? So I think we, we've covered the kind of the centre back situation. We've talked about maybe Cancelo being the one player still to come. Any other areas that you would see potentially before this transfer deadline day this week?
1: Another striker. We had four at one time. We've only got two out-and-out strikers. Really? Yeah.
0: I think yeah. we've got three, haven't we? With, with St- Sterling can play in that role, no, can't he, sp- play? Scored well, he, can. he? Scored yesterday. He scored yesterday.
1: He's if, not a striker. He missed two yesterday. If we were going to <laughs> we play with two up front, yeah.
3: I think we'd need another striker. Yeah. But, but we
1: don't.
3: We don't. No. Um, okay. be, it'd be an option if, if Pep could have... You know, Walker and Mendy bombing on down the wings and and firing crosses in. Maybe he can play two up front as he did, I think, at the start of last season or or the year before. But it it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So I think we're, I think we're okay up front. The one area, if Sane goes, is I think we're short of that left sided option.
0: Okay. So we're saying that really it's just Cancelo really, that's what we, that's really, I understand your point Stuart, it's been mentioned before as well, that we really need another striker, we have in previous seasons had yeah. more strikers. But way, the way we've Pe- been
1: lucky with injuries because we're playing one striker, so sure. if Aguero is injured or Jesus is injured, you know, the others are around, but sure. what if they're both injured? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Sterling's not a striker. What could get quite interesting tactically
2: is if Sane does go yeah. and they decide to pull Sterling into the centre more and just kind of take the width from the fullbacks rather than the wingers, you could make the case that then we'd look to play an extra centre-half and then we'd need to make another signing. So yeah. it could cause a big knock-on effect as to how we position yeah. if we start to play like that. Yeah, I
3: think our strength as a squad is attacking midfielders, or that central midfield. You've got Fernandinho, Rodri... and and Gundogan as as holding midfielders. You've got David Silva, Bernardo Silva, De Bruyne, Foden and Gundogan as attacking midfielders. That's the real strength of our squad. So it's almost a case of getting as many of them on the pitch as possible if you do have an injury or two. But I don't don't think Pep's going to change
0: the way we play drastically at all.
1: It's been fairly successful. All
0: right, let's ask the ubiquitous question then of Champions League or a third Premier League title on the trot? Which, which would you rather have, David? Always
2: Premier League. Always the Premier League. That's the test, it's the biggest test of a team.
0: We've won, we won it twice. We've never won the Champions League. It's, the owners have made it quite clear. Pep has been brought in for this. It's the monkey on our back still. We need to win the European Cup. We must win the Champions League. haven't won it yet. And until we do, it will be seen as failure.
2: There's always an element of fortune in who wins the Champions League. You think Chelsea in 2010. You think the fact Spurs got to a final. We've this
0: never year. won it. Never won it. There's pressure on us to win it this season.
2: But 38 games over that to be the best team in your in your. Yeah, we've done that
0: twice. We've proved, we've proved the point. We can do that twice now.
2: Well, let's make it dominant. Stephen. I know you're playing devil's advocate. Surely
3: not I am me. Moi, exactly Moi. with Dave on this. Um, the owners would view it differently. But, you know, me as a fan, I'd love to win the Premier League again because I think it is the biggest test and it shows really your quality week in, week out. You know, the Champions League, it'd be nice to win, of course it would be. It'd be nice to go further than we have done before. But it's a knockout after the group saves, which you'd expect us to get through. It's a knockout and therefore anything can happen. It takes one decision, one brilliant goal, one mistake, and you could be out. Whereas in the league, you've got to prove yourself week after week after week.
0: Come on, Stuart. Go with me here. We've never won it. Come on, let's let's be honest here. We, we want said, to win this, don't okay. we? Pep now said, this is our season.
1: Pepper said twice in his sort of pre-season report that the Premier League is for him. That you know what he wants to win. I'm not sure he means it. Um, he, he keeps saying that you know the Premier League is the toughest league in the world, and we won it twice. Yes, it would be fantastic to win the Champions League, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, Liverpool won it. They lost four games. They weren't even champions of, of their own nation. Uh, I'd love us to win it, yeah, but not at the expense of the Premier League.
2: Can we also highlight that if we don't win the Premier League, that probably means Liverpool does, and do we really want to live in that world? Yeah, that's a good, a good point. Yeah, no. Of course what we what don't. about
1: just? Con- sorry to interrupt. What about just <laughs> concentrating? <laughs> sorry, concentrating <what? laughs> on the Premier League. And the Champions League, and not worrying about the FA. Liverpool were knocked out of the FA Cup and the League Cup at the third round stage yet. Yeah. Last yeah, season, but we, both uh, of them.
0: Taking Stephen's point, you know, we, yeah. we, we, we won three domestic trophies that no team has ever done in the okay. history. Okay, have done it. We're, we're making done it. history. Yeah, but we've do, we've done the Premier League the twice is. as no, well. No, no,
1: let's win the Premier League for a third time uh, to oh, win both. You show say? how yeah to win both. So would it's you feasible. would you Look, be the a fa-
3: problem with the cups? Is we make eleven changes and we still win? Okay, but <laughs> so are extra be, <laughs> games extra
1: pressure? But
0: would you be a fan, Stuart? Seriously, of City, you know, playing whoever, you know. Bradford Park Avenue on a Tuesday night yeah. if they were still around and, and made those 11 changes I think Pep takes these cup competitions seriously exactly and, and, and so if he so says so that's my point so would you rather say no we'll play we'll play the kids play our kids yeah you would be happy yeah. with that yeah I
1: would would you Dave
2: I'd drop, I'd drop the cups for a shot at the Champions League so
1: yeah definitely how many games do we play in the two cups all together quite a lot Plenty. to get to the finals yeah
0: we're going to play a new game
1: Sorry? We're going to play a new game Okay,
0: you happy to play, play along here It's called Hit or Miss Go on. So what we tend to do at the end of each season Is kind of look back and sort yep. of talk about player of the year And goal of the season I'm not going to ask you to predict goal of the season You'd be pleased to know Because that would be quite difficult But I'm going to pick some of the fringe players And just try and think about this season coming And saying are they going to be hit or misses this year Is it their year So players like Benjamin Mendy
1: Could be a hit if he's fit
0: could be a miss <laughs>
3: Hit I think hit. This is, He's probably in last chance saloon with City and Pep So if he gets fit And, and strings a few games together
2: I think we'll see just how good he is
0: Alright, well, we're going to look back on this at the end of the season and See how you're done So Benjamin Mendy, hit or miss David?
2: I hope he's going to be a hit But I think he's going to be a miss
0: Okay Phil Foden
1: Definite hit
0: Is he going to play enough games?
1: I don't think it matters that he'll play more than he did thus far.
0: You think so? So, obviously, he, he, three he years ago, hit. two years ago, played he's, a few, a few more last year. You think even more games... And he, we'll, he's a we'll hit be...
1: waiting to happen.
0: I mean, Pep talks... Pep,
1: Pep uh, thinks he's the best young talent so, he's ever so, seen. So he
0: says. But is he gonna really, realistically going to play him in enough games to be a real hit, Stephen?
3: No, I think he'll be a, a hit when he plays, but I don't think he'll play enough that if we look back at the end of the season, we'll go, oh, he had a great year. I think it will be... A year on from now will be when we go, yeah, this might be Foden's time.
0: Hit or miss, Dave.
2: I think he'll be a stonking hit. I think he'll get to play quite a lot of matches. I think he'll be 25, you know, playing 25, 30 minutes at the end of a lot of games. And I think he'll be starting for England in the Euros. I'll put you that one out there. Get now.
0: in Dave Hodgson. That's why we have him on the show. <laughs> uh, new signing, Rodri, hit or miss? It's predicting, Stephen. We don't know.
3: He's quite a, tall. A 7 out of 10 <laughs> hit. I think, I think he'll be good but I don't think we'll see the best of him for another couple of years.
2: I think it'd be very good. I think he'll be a hit, but I think it will be like Bernardo Silva that we'll be talking about him more next season than this
0: one. No misses yet. OK, let me try you with... I'm going to come to you last here on this one. Ilkay Gundogan, hit or miss this season? Your prediction, Dave Hodgson?
2: I think a quiet hit. I don't think he'll be maybe used as much as this season. So
0: not a stonking hit. But no, a, not a stonking hit, a quiet, a quiet hit. hit. He'll play okay. a few
2: games. He'll probably be particularly useful in the Champions League, he has got a lot of experience. But I don't think he's going to be starting as much of De Bruyne back.
3: I think he will be a miss, <laughs> as he has been for the vast majority of his City
1: career
0: to date. Always a big fan of Ilkay Gundogan, Stephen Allwise.
1: Uh, he, he's going to have to improve on his performance yesterday at the... Wembley, but I think he's—I think he's a very decent player. To right. have in your squad.
0: Okay. Any other players you want to throw in the pot that we haven't? Zinchenko was the other I, one. Can I, I throw to... in Otamendi? Yeah,
3: because there, there was a lot of talk that he might be going this this summer, and, and that would have been maybe one too many with company leaving as well. Yep. I think he'll be a big hit. I think Pep. The last couple of seasons, are anything to go by, Stones is brilliant until Christmas time, and then when. You know, either he gets an injury or Pep seems to favour the more experienced players when the going gets tough, um, sort of January onwards. So I think Otamendi is one that um, I think will have a quietly successful season.
0: Stuart Otamendi. I like Otamendi,
3: but he does make mistakes.
0: Is it going to be a hit or a miss? This is what the game uh, is all about.
1: Half and half.
3: And he's also tried <laughs> to copy Aguero's hair, which is a big tip yes, in anyone's book. Year,
1: so. He was blonde. Can yeah? I just say something about Stones? Um, no, we're
0: going to do what you say okay. that. Otamendi quickly. Hit. Hit. And then finally, Zinchenko. Hit.
1: Miss. Hit.
0: And who do you want to talk about?
1: Stones. I mean, <laughs> I think the problem with Stones is not because he doesn't fade after Christmas. He's had so... If you read The Sun, which I sometimes do, he's had loads of domestic problems. Seriously, that's probably yep. why he hasn't played. He's not been injured. He's just... His mind's not right or it wasn't, I think, he, I think he'll be a hit next season, this right. season, even. Uh,
0: let's talk about the forthcoming fixtures then, should we? I guess we should. Season starts proper at the weekend. <laughs> Early kickoff, off 12.30, uh, at the worst football stadium in the world. Uh, certainly the worst one I've ever been to, the London Stadium, they call it, with a bloody great athletics track, and uh, you're 400 miles from the pitch. Hate it with a passion. Um, West Ham United, away. Um, Pablo Zabaleta.
3: Yeah, early games of the season are always tricky. West Ham are a bit maverick at at the best of times and they've signed quite a few players, so you don't really know what you're coming up against. They could all... I think there was one season we signed about seven or eight players. It might have been against West Ham, played them all that first game of the season and were brilliant. Um, And there are times when it can go the other way. We we looked a bit leggy the last few minutes against Liverpool. You'd hope that actually just kicks us on a little bit and and sort of this last week of training is maybe more intense just to get us ready. If we play well we'll win but I, I think they're quite a dangerous, away from home they're quite a dangerous first opponent.
2: I think yeah I'd agree that they can be very dangerous and I think Felipe Anderson is a fantastic player who should be feared but I always feel they're a bit flaky at the back and I don't really think they've rectified that and Pellegrini's tactical naivety often plays into our hands quite well.
1: We've already beaten them in Hong Kong and we'll beat them again. Does that really count
0: for anything in Hong yes. Kong? Yeah? We
1: put down a marker, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, okay. are, they are very, as you say, they're very hit and miss. Sure. Uh, we talked about hits well, and misses earlier. We should have talked early. about them in Hong Kong. Yeah, Italy. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's a good team to play away from home on the first, ga- first day. Uh, just
0: looking at the first few games, I'm not going to talk about them all, I'm just talking about our sort of first few games just to remind people. Sort of, so it's Spurs at home, Bournemouth away, Brighton at home Norwich at home Watford at home And Everton away Maybe I've got so It can't be three fixtures at home I might have got one of those wrong
3: After Spurs That's quite a nice
0: run If you can get through
3: West Ham and Spurs yeah. You should then be able To pick up some momentum Going into that international
1: break Liverpool fans said The fixture list favoured us The fact that every team Plays every other twice Didn't sort of yeah. Work on them No yeah, Exactly
2: I think the Bournemouth away one is tougher than the West Ham one. I always worry about that game. It was a really tough test for us last season, and I think it's it's a team who seemed to play quite well against us there and really you know really badly against us at home and I'm a little a little bit worried about that one, but Spurs I think they've strengthened with Doblelay is going to be a very good signing for them. And, you know, I think they're going to have quite a good season.
0: And that brings me on to my last question, which is kind of predictions. And if I can for you say it's going to be City-Liverpool 1-2, I guess we're all going to be in agreement with that, looking around the table. Um, your thoughts then, Dave, in terms of who's going to make up the, the other two places in the top four and maybe a surprise package as well for us, one team that may be pushing up sort of, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh that maybe wouldn't expect? Or is it going to be the top six that we'd all expect?
2: I think Tottenham are pretty... Pretty shoo-in for third, fourth could be any one of the uh, other also rounds. I mean, you know, you kind of look at Everton and Leicester. Could they mount a challenge? Probably not. I'm going to stick my neck out and say Arsenal for fourth.
0: Okay, Stephen, your top four and a surprise package in
3: this order. Um, I should have thought about this. City, <laughs> Liverpool, because I don't think Liverpool can have as good a season as they did last year. Whereas we've shown that we can. So City, Liverpool. Spurs, a good but still a Harry Kane injury away from, from looking quite light in certain areas. I think Everton are the one to watch. Um, I would have said Leicester before they sold Maguire. I don't think Maguire's good enough, actually, for us. I'm, I'm happy we didn't sign him, but he would have been brilliant for them, and I think they've got a really good manager in Rodgers. But I think Everton are, are my might finish fifth. So and who's my, your
0: fourth? So I don't think you mentioned four. I the, didn't, you, no. You, I was you, trying to
3: glaze that. over it and hope that you weren't going to come back to that. Um I think Arsenal.
1: Okay, Stu. Hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, City. I, don't, I, I think you're right, um, Stephen. That Liverpool will be further back than one point. Uh, I think a lot of teams have strengthened quite well, like Spurs, Everton, certainly. I would have said Leicester for the the, the odd fourth spot, but you know, without Maguire, they may not be as good. Although it's, it's possible that they could sneak into fourth. So City, Liverpool, Spurs.
0: Fantastic. Listen. It's, listen, it's great to be back. We look forward to speaking to you every week. Uh, do follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're at City Podcast. Um, huge thanks to my three guests to Stephen, to Dave, and Stuart. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon.
3: This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social
0: Podcast Network.